Well, hello, and thanks for tuning in to the Musicology Corner. My guest this afternoon is Professor Evelyn Abercrombie, ethnomusicologist and expert in traditional musical instruments from around the world. Good afternoon, Professor. Good afternoon, Martin. Now, I can see you've brought in some instruments to give us a demonstration or two. That's correct. This here, for instance, is a siku, which is a type of pan pipe or pan flute used in traditional South American music. Marvellous. And what are you going to play for us? I thought I'd play El Condo Pasa, the beautiful Peruvian melody that was famously covered by Simon and Garfunkel. What a treat. Please take it away. All right. I'm, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, Professor, but you don't actually appear to be playing the flute. You're just making those sounds with your voice. I'm sorry? You're just making the sounds with your voice. I don't think I am. And, and if I may, this pan flute actually appears to be a series of Corinthian wafer sticks joined together with sticky tape. It's an Andean siku. Well, well look, I, I, can, I can just... You see, Professor, I'm actually just chewing into your pan flute right now. Don't eat my pan flute. We'll take a short break. You are now entering Rumpusville. Episode 4. The Musicology Corner. On the southern coast of Australia, the city of Geelong overlooks the strange and mysterious waters of Cario Bay. To self-taught treasure hunters, Craig Nurfinder and Jeff Contemplat, the shadowy depths may hold one of the world's largest untapped treasure hoards. Jeff, good to see you. I'm here to show you some interesting things I've found at the site on Cario Bay. Craig, I'm excited by what you've got here. Craig has found a piece of leather that he thinks might have been part of an 18th century ammunition bandolier worn by a Caribbean pirate. Well, it certainly looks old and weathered. Jeff, could a Caribbean pirate have traveled halfway around the world to bury his precious cargo here in Cario Bay? I would say that it is possible he may possibly have. But equally, it may not have happened. So what I'm hearing is it's something we shouldn't be ruling out. We shouldn't rule it out. Craig has also discovered a strange stone carved with a mysterious symbol. Jeff, this carving, uh, what do you make of it? It's very interesting, Craig. If you take these two lines and extend them out, then take a 90-degree turn and extend them again, this could be a cross. Well now, a cross is very symbolic. And this particular cross would look like the one used by the Knights Templar in the 14th century. Okay, okay. You've got my attention. How confident are you that this is real? Craig, I would go as high as 50%. That's not nothing. It's 50% more than nothing. Could it be that maybe, on some chance, up to, or perhaps some way below 50%, that the Knights Templar sailed their hallowed cargo to Geelong some 600 years ago? Equally, it could be a rock with a phallus scratched onto it. Or could it be that a mischievous teenager used a rock to scratch a dick and balls onto another rock? Well, I've been at this for 10 years. 50% is good enough for me, Jeff. I say we get a permit and we start digging. I'm game if you are, Craig. Craig and Jeff pay a visit to the local council to get the necessary permits, but they meet an unforeseen obstacle. Knights Templar? In Geelong? (laughs) Get fucked! All this and more on Ancient Secrets of Cario Bay. 
Well, hello, and welcome to the Musicology Corner. Against my better judgment, I'm joined once again by Professor Evelyn Abercrombie. Good afternoon, Martin. Now, Professor, you've assured me you do actually have some instruments this time, not just food made up to look like instruments. That's correct, Martin. I have here a pair of claves crafted from rosewood in the 1840s. And what are you playing for us? I thought I'd give a rendition of Steve Reich's seminal 1972 work, Clapping Music. Well, all is forgiven. Please take it away. All right. Professor, Professor, please, you're, you're doing it again. You're just making the sounds with your voice. I don't believe so. And your claves are, in fact, two family-sized Toblerone bars. It's rosewood. Look, I'm just, I'm just going to... You see, Professor, I'm actually eating your claves right now. Don't eat my claves. We'll take a short break. From the makers of Maroda on the Orient Express and Synth and Sensibility comes a bold new adaptation of Maurice Sendak's timeless classic. One legendary French electronic music pioneer will be sent to bed without supper, only to journey to a magical island populated by strange and wild beasts. What is this island? And why are all these uh, wild things here? Where are my synthesizers? Jean-Michel Jarre in Where the Wild Things Jarre. Coming soon. Now the proposals are set out in the press kit, but let me stress that the reason the government is announcing these measures is to restore health to our fiscal position, to fill in the budget black hole left by the previous government. Now some of these measures may be unpopular, we accept that, but they are absolutely essential to fill in the black hole we've been left with. I'm happy to take questions. Yes. Thanks. Geoffrey Sturgeon from the Weekly Echo. Now, Prime Minister, these are wide-ranging measures, but as a preliminary point, it's worth stating that you can't actually fill in a black hole. I'm sorry? Well, you said the government will fill in the black hole, but that's actually impossible because the gravitational effect of a black hole will suck in everything around it so it can never actually be filled. Right, I think you may be getting a little sidetracked there. Yes? Thanks. Condoleezza Beans, The Monthly Boogle. Yeah, so a black hole forms when a compact mass distorts space-time to such an extent that particles, even light itself, can't escape from it. So Jeff's right. You could never actually fill it, per se. Okay, can we perhaps focus on the measures the government is announcing here rather than the physics of black holes. Well, I'm sorry, Prime Minister, but you've raised black holes and I think Australians would be concerned about an impending singularity. I'm not saying there is actually a black hole that's threatening Australia. Oh, so one minute there's a black hole and the next there isn't. Do you really think voters want this kind of space-time flip-flopping? Look, there's no... Not an actual black hole. It's just an analogy to highlight the inept financial oh, management. Oh, I, I, I think it's more of a simile than an analogy. Oh, sorry, uh, Timothy Pandeltine, Teen Vogue. Yes, Timothy. Returning to the notion of black holes, are we to accept this as a reference to the 1979 Disney film The Black Hole, starring Robert Forster and Anthony Perkins? No, of course it's not a reference to a Disney film. Why would you even think that? Oh, so one minute it's a reference to a Disney film and then next it isn't? Why this favouring of Disney films? Will this government commit to basing policy on films from other major studios. Indeed, on films from other major animation studios, such as Studio Ghibli. Will this government commit to basing policy on Howl's Moving Castle or Ponyo? Does this government have a position on fantastical Japanese whimsy? No, the government doesn't have a position on... 
I couldn't care less about Ponyo. This is about... Prime Minister, Prime Minister, do you wish to comment on the rising tide of anti-Ponyo sentiment within the government? No, I do not wish to... You know what? Forget it. Just forget it. You can just read about it on Twitter. What a scoop! <sighs> well, hello and welcome to the Musicology Corner. For reasons only my producer understands, I've got fucking Evelyn Abercrombie back again and wait, what is that? It's a banjo. It's a French loaf stuck to a Boston bun. I'm going to play dueling banjos from Deliverance. Terry, I'm done. I'm not coming in next week. No, 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 no. You're not even a real professor! We'll take a short break. You are now leaving Rumpusville. Please like, follow and subscribe. Where are my synthesizers? Don't eat my pen flute.